Welcome to the Holistic Women's Health Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Adele King, certified nutritionist and holistic women's health expert. Here, we'll cover all topics related to nutrition, women's health, hormones, self-development, and personal growth. Now let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to the Holistic Women's Health Podcast. On today's episode, I'm really excited to be talking about iron, symptoms of low iron, aka anemia, supplements to take, what to do, what kind of foods to eat, what are the symptoms, all that good stuff. So this topic came about because recently a lot of my clients have been really low in iron, very fatigued, exhausted. So I thought this would be a great topic because there's a lot of misinformation out there, especially when it comes to supplements and the best kind to take. So I thought, let me just make it nice and clear and simple. So when it comes to taking iron supplements, if you have to take iron supplements, then you'll know exactly what to take, how to take it, all that good stuff. So for most people who are used to hustling and grinding all day, whether it be at work, at home, crazy stressed, it can seem almost normal to feel this fatigued, maybe you're weak, maybe you have shortness of breath. When we're feeling bad, sometimes if we felt this way for a very long time, it can just start to become our normal. So if you're, if you have been feeling very fatigued, very weak, low energy, exhausted, but you've been feeling like this forever, maybe you've forgotten how good it feels to actually feel good when you're in great health. So just take a moment to think if you have been really fatigued, be really honest with yourself how low you're feeling Sometimes, of course, this can be mental exhaustion as well, but it could also be low iron. So it's never normal to feel these things, to feel really fatigued or weak. There's always some sort of condition going on. Like I said, whether it be a mental condition or low iron, a hormone condition, a gut condition, low immunity, something worse. So keep that in mind. For millions of people, it typically is anemia. Anemia just means iron deficiency, low iron levels. And anemia, in fact, is the most common nutritional deficiency worldwide, affecting around 29% of the world's population. So pretty high number. And iron is so essential for so many bodily processes. First and foremost, it transports oxygen all the way from your brain down to your toes. And this is really, really important for muscle function, brain function, energy. Iron is also responsible for DNA synthesis, electron transport, so many things. It's very, very, very important. And women and people who menstruate tend to require twice the amount of iron than men or people who don't bleed. So keep that in mind, especially if there's some sort of underlying condition like fibroids. So the cause of low iron, first and foremost, could be poor diet. So be honest with yourself. Are you eating lots of takeout food, lots of packaged foods, things like that? 
you definitely want to be cooking most of your meals at home. So you could be anemic, especially if you have a diet that's high in junk food or packaged food. It is very, very, very low nutrient dense. So again, be honest with yourself. Keep that in mind. Are you eating out a lot, eating at restaurants, ordering on one of the apps, just getting some packaged food, eating chips every night? Keep that in mind. Also, long-term repeated dieting, especially if you're doing low-calorie diets, cutting out big food groups, you could be cutting out a lot of iron-rich sources of food. Also important to keep in mind, vegans, vegetarians, and pescatarians also tend to be low iron. So definitely get that checked out on your blood work. Other ways a person can end up with deficiency of iron could be pregnancy, surgery, trauma, gum disease, hemorrhoids, polyps, colon cancer, bleeding ulcers, fibroids like I mentioned, heavy menstrual bleeding, and also digestive issues. Digestive issues might seem kind of out there. However, you do need good stomach acid levels to be able to absorb your iron and your B12. You need something in your gut health called intrinsic factor to be able to absorb iron and B12. So typically, I like to ask to get them both tested on blood work, both iron and B12, because they tend to go hand in hand. If you're low in one, you are typically low in the other, and they're both responsible for energy And if you're low, then you are probably feeling really fatigued, really exhausted. It is a quick fix. You can start to feel better in about seven days if you do supplement with a good form of iron and a good form of B12. I'll talk about this a little bit later, but there are bad forms. There are cheap forms. We'll get into that. First, let's talk about some of the signs and symptoms of iron deficiency anemia. Like I mentioned a ton already, fatigue and weakness. So just feeling exhausted, that could also be low thyroid. So keep that in mind. But today we're talking about iron. So fatigue, weakness, heart palpitations, tachycardia, which means your heart rate is beating too fast. Pika, which is very interesting. This is when we crave specific foods like ice or non-food items like laundry detergent, dirt, clay, cardboard, paint. That's a whole other topic to get into, but it is a real thing. So typically what I see in clinical practice is people who crave ice chips. So if you are someone who craves ice, that is a very big sign that you are potentially low iron and you need to get your blood work checked. Otherwise, muscle dysfunction, appetite loss, constipation, poor memory and concentration, low immune system, brittle nails, chelosis, which is the sores at the corner of your mouth. So if you get sores at the corners of your mouth, it's really red and raw. That's called chelosis, another sign of low iron. If you get really lightheaded, if you have ringing in your ears called tinnitus, getting out of breath really easily, also could be a sign of low iron and dark circles under your eyes also could be a sign of low iron. So keep in mind how many of those have you checked off. If you've checked off a bunch, time to get some blood work done. So based off of symptoms alone, I do not want you to take iron supplements 
because iron can be very toxic if you, in fact, aren't low. So keep that in mind. I would never recommend just willy-nilly taking iron supplements because it can be toxic. So keep that in mind. First things first, get your iron levels checked, especially if it's been a while since you've gotten blood work. You should be going at least once a year just for prevention, get things checked out. I always recommend iron, B12, also vitamin D is good to check up on, especially if you're like me and you're in Canada or you live somewhere with colder climates. Definitely get that vitamin D checked. I'm I want to say I'm surprised, but not really surprised. I've never seen someone with good vitamin D levels. It's typically always on the low side. Keep that in mind. Get your blood work checked. When you do get your results, the normal range will be different than the optimal range. So the normal reference range on your blood work, depending, of course, where you're located, where I am in Canada, it is 12 to 105 micrograms per liter for ferritin specifically. I like to see this number around 70 to 80. So let's say you do get your iron levels checked or you have had your iron levels checked and you do have a copy of your blood work. Let's say your levels are 14. So it would not get flagged on your blood work because it's in that normal range. So the normal range again is 12 to 105. So let's say yours is 14. That is so well below where I like to see it at around 70 to 80. And you can still experience all the symptoms of low iron without actually knowing that you have low iron because it wouldn't be flagged on your blood work. For me, 14 is way too low. I do not like to see it that low. Typically, a lot of my clients who experience iron issues as well, I've seen it go as low as two, which is terrifying. I've seen it at six. I've seen it at 10. So all those would get flagged. So just if you do have a copy of your blood work, take a look, see where it's at. I like it 70 to 80 in and around that range. So if you're well below that, I would definitely recommend taking some sort of supplement, but don't do this by yourself. I'll give you tips and tricks right now on which supplements to take and which ones not to take, but I would always recommend seeing some sort of practitioner who can tell you what dose to take and all that good stuff. So when it comes to taking iron supplements, you don't want to take the form of ferrous sulfate or ferrous fumarate. These are the cheapest forms and they are only 10 to 15% bioavailable, which means if you were to take this, you are only absorbing 10 to 15% of that. That is very, very, very minimal, makes it really difficult to actually start to feel better and get your iron levels up. So ferrous sulfate, ferrous fumarate, not my jam. Other mistakes you could be making when you are taking iron supplements are taking it with calcium or milk, taking it with your multivitamin, taking it with tea, coffee, or antacids, these are huge no. They all interfere with your iron absorption. Also, I would recommend taking your iron supplements away from food and other supplements if you can. Otherwise, if that makes you nauseous, then of course take it with food, but don't take it with your yogurt or your morning coffee or your morning tea because it will impair that absorption. 
So take away from all those things. And then a helpful tip, if you are taking an iron supplement, I would recommend pairing it with vitamin C. This can actually triple that bioavailability of your iron. So I'd recommend taking either those two supplements together, a vitamin C supplement and your iron, or just take your iron with a glass of orange juice. That will really, really help to increase that bioavailability. Make sure that you're getting lots of iron, soaking it all up. Other helpful tips I would say is to take your iron supplement every other day instead of every day. By doing this, you also get a 34% higher iron absorption than with consecutive day supplementation. So pairing it with vitamin C, taking it every other day instead of every day, super, super helpful in increasing that bioavailability. So now if you have low iron, the forms I would suggest are taking iron bisglycinate, a chelated iron, or a beef liver supplement to get your levels up. So these forms tend to be easier on your stomach, cause less digestive issues, tend to not cause constipation. So these are my favorite forms, iron bisglycinate, chelated iron, and beef liver. So with the beef liver, of course, if you're vegan, vegetarian, that is totally up to you. But with the beef liver, I really like that one because it also has other nutrients in it as well that help to support that iron. So it'll have your vitamin A, it'll have your B vitamins, it'll have more of that whole foods approach. So because it is a food source, it naturally comes with all those other nutrients that you need to help absorb that iron. So of course, that is personal choice. There are heme and non-heme sources of iron supplements. So I will leave that up to you. A heme source would be coming from animal protein. Non-heme is veggie sources. The heme iron is a lot more absorbable, gets your iron levels up faster. But of course, work with your practitioner, see what works best for you. And then other things I want to mention outside of supplements are herbs. So I do really like to recommend herbs in my practice. The herbs themselves won't help to increase your iron levels like a supplement would, but they do help to build your blood. So these blood supporting herbs would be alfalfa, yellow dock, dandelion root. I love my dandelion root tea. That's the easiest thing to do to support your liver, your blood, all that good stuff. Nettle, which is also great for skin to decreasing acne, liquid chlorophyll, peony, and donkway. So those are some of my favorite herbs to recommend just to help, again, support those iron levels, help to build that blood. Food-wise, first and foremost, making sure that you're getting enough protein for the love of God. Most of us are so low in protein and we don't even realize it. One thing I love to recommend to my clients is just doing a simple three-day food intake. So it's not a huge burden. It's two weekdays, one weekend. Just put everything you eat on, whether it's my fitness pal, carb-wise, one of those apps, whatever one you like using. I just use my fitness pal and I do this at least once a year. I'll put in everything I'm eating, two weekdays, one weekend day. 
And I just see, okay, where are my protein levels at? Where are my carbs at? Where's my healthy fat, my calories, my sugar, my fiber, just to do an inventory in, you know, how I'm eating, how I'm nourishing my body, what I'm missing, things like that. And even though I always, 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 always try and do protein forward meals, I still end up being low in protein. So keep that in mind. Most of us have heavier carb diets and low protein, low fat. So I would just say, if you don't know where you stand, do that three-day food intake just to see where you're at. And then, of course, focus on protein whenever you can, especially at breakfast. I always recommend 20 to 30 grams of protein at breakfast for your hormones, for your gut health, for your mind, for your energy. So protein, you need protein for good iron stores. If you eat meat, awesome. Eating red meat is the fastest way to improve those iron levels. Otherwise, Dietary sources of that non-heme iron, which would be veggie sources, include blackstrap molasses, dried apricots, raisins, dark leafy green vegetables, kidney beans, lentils, pine nuts, pumpkin seeds, quinoa, tofu, and tempeh. So I hope that you found this information super helpful. I hope that now you understand a little bit more about iron, how to supplement what to take, what not to take, what to eat, all that good stuff. If you feel like you are low in iron and don't know where to start, or you have heavy bleeding or some sort of hormonal issue, then I would say definitely schedule a free call with me to see if we would be a good fit to work together. I offer free 15-minute calls so you can book in with me. We can have a little chat, see if I can help you, see what you're struggling with. I always recommend that as a good place to get started. Otherwise, if you know that you for sure want to work with me, I only have two spots left to work with me this month. So definitely reach out if you have been wanting to work with me. Otherwise, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I'll chat with you very soon. Thank you so much for listening in to the Holistic Women's Health Podcast. If you liked this episode, feel free to share it with a friend, subscribe, rate, or review this podcast. And for more health, wellness, and lifestyle tips, you can always come say hi to me on Instagram at nutritionmoderation or online at nutritionmoderation.com. I hope you have an amazing day wherever you are, and I'll chat with you soon.